Christ is risen. He is risen. Christos anesti. Christos vos cresci. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. The Church commemorates today Thomas Sunday, the belief that Thomas finds in the side of our Lord in seeing his wounds. The Gospel begins the same day in the evening, the first day of the week, the doors were shut, and fear of the Jews had captured the hearts of the apostles. They were assembled, yet they were scattered internally. What had happened? What were they to do? And as they gathered, and probably as happens when a few are afraid and get together and there's a general feeding and growing of the fear, Jesus comes into their midst and proclaims peace. His peace is not just words, for we hear peace all the time from people. His peace comes with the price that he shows evidence on his body, his hands and his side. And the gospel tells us the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Fear dissipates hope the one whom they saw the one whom they had betrayed the one whom they thought they had lost as now among them jesus again says peace to you as the father has sent me i also send you he also then breathes on them and says to them receive the holy spirit if you forgive the sins of any they are forgiven them if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And so our Lord, in the midst of fear, comes granting peace, showing the evidence of his love, of his constant presence in the life of the disciples. But he also breathes upon them, his breath having resonance as it would take us back to Genesis, where the Spirit of the Lord hovers over the waters, where breath is related intimately with the Holy Spirit. And we see this to this day in the baptismal rite in the Orthodox Church, where maybe uh, Andy and Alexis were a little confused when I started blowing in their face in the sign of a cross. But this is exactly an imitation of our Lord's breathing new life into his disciples, recreating them as he had created out of the chaos of the beginning and forming it, hovering over it, protecting it, guiding it. And he gives them a mission. He says, the Father sent me, I send you. And he's empowered them with the Holy Spirit for the mission of the disciples, as we see, as we have started to hear, and in our daily lectionary reading that began at the tomb on Holy Saturday afterwards with the reading, continuous reading of the Acts of the Apostles, 
we see the Holy Spirit in power. We see the Holy Spirit granting peace. For the mission of the disciples is the mission of our Lord as he has employed them into the world at the direction of the Father, that they are to bring peace. Where there is division, where there is strife, where there is fear, he breathes his Holy Spirit into disciples and they go out empowered to grant forgiveness of sins and also the retaining of sins. This in the Orthodox Church is exercised in different ways. In one way, sacramentally, the sacrament of confession. This is where the fathers teach us that the sins are forgiven and sins are retained, or that they are held in a certain sense, that there is something to be done about them. This is what we would call a penance. That there is in the sacramental priesthood given the ability to give absolution of sins. But this doesn't all just rest on the shoulders of the priesthood. The mission of peace, the mission of reconciliation, is given to every single one of us. And it is rooted, this mission, for every single one of us individually. Thomas is called the twin, and John, the apostle evangelist, the writer of this gospel, he never uses a word that he doesn't mean to have multiple resonances. So we read in the Synoxarian and you talk about Thomas that it means twin. But I will also submit that he is a substitute for us, right? He is a twin because every single one of us finds in Thomas ourself. He is our twin. He is one of the twelve who had not been gathered together with the disciples. And he hears the glad tidings. We have seen the Lord. And Thomas, he's not so sure about this. He himself has to see the print of the nails and to put his hand into the side of our Lord. Thomas is our twin, not only reflecting for many of us a struggle with belief, a struggle with the message, a struggle maybe like Jacob with the angel, our own struggle with the Lord, where he wrestles us, where he leaves us maybe limping a little bit from that wrestling. But each and every one of us, as we find in our twin Thomas, must have that specific experience of putting our fingers in his nail and the scars left by the nails and putting our hand into his side. This means that our mission as disciples is always intimately rooted deep within every single one of our hearts where we have ourselves encountered the risen Lord and have become intimately knowledgeable of the imprint in his hands and the wound in his side. Jesus tells Thomas after he makes his declaration of our Lord's divinity, my Lord and my God, Jesus says, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. 
Truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples. Jesus is only... the Certain works are gathered together for us in the Gospels. Certain signs, as this is a key for John in his Gospel, signs of our Lord's Messiahship, of his relationship with the Father and the works that he does. But there's also, as we hear in the epistle reading, many signs and wonders that go along with God's people, the disciples, who to gather together in one accord are bringing the salvation, the peace, the reconciliation, the forgiveness of sins that our Lord breathed upon them, upon the, their seeing of him at his resurrection. It's accounted for us that even the shadow of Peter, the apostle, as he's wandering around attending to the sick and those who are being brought out to meet the disciples, that if the shadow of Peter was to fall on them, they believed they could be saved, that they could be healed. This is our Lord's continuous signs done in the presence of his disciples. Not that it happened back in the book of Acts, and that is something that we need to get back to. Our Lord is continually breathing upon us, as he did at every one of our baptisms, and sealing us with the gift of the Holy Spirit, that there are signs and wonders that occur among us, signs of our Lord's activity among us. And this is why it is especially important for us when we gather together to not only encourage one another to speak a good word, but to, in a sense, testify, to share what our experience as Thomas, what our experience maybe as the Murbearers had, the experience of the other disciples, the experience of all those who are gathered together in Solomon's porch, all of the believers who are being added to the Lord, multitudes, men and women, those who are being healed, those who are having certain gifts given to them to be able to teach, be, to be able to encourage, to be able to share our Lord's work in their life. For our Lord is constantly working among us, providing signs. It's not something that's happened in the past. It is something that happens here, now. To me, last week, not bright week, but the week before that, Holy Week, in Lazarus Saturday, rolling into Palm Sunday, and then all the way up into the triumph of Pascha, there are many signs and wonders of a community over the past year that was dispersed, that has been behind closed doors, sometimes out of fear, sometimes out of necessity, sometimes just because, because of everything that has happened this past year. And in the past few weeks, especially last week, it seemed to me, and what I could discern here at St. Anne's, many signs and wonders. The bringing together of the brethren, the sharing of our lives together, the speaking out of our own experiences, our own personal experience of our Lord, of course, but also as a community, as we shout, as we sing, 
Christ is risen. And as we hear the testimony of the brethren when they respond, indeed he is risen. Our Lord has a mission for us. It's not us on our, on our lone ranger. It is us with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the peace of our Lord that he grants to us through his resurrection, that we can exult in the forgiveness of our sins and the continuing pressing together the incoming body of those men and women who hear of our Lord and they themselves cry out, Christ is risen. Christos was crazy. Christos Anesti. Christos I enviat.